Good morning on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Stop and consider once again in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, uh, where they ask Jesus concerning uh, the resurrection. Starting with verse 29, we're going to be reading that. Read that little uh, entire section first, and then we want to dig right into it. It says, Jesus answered and said unto them, You do err, not knowing the scripture, nor the power of God. So he identified two very specific points. The power of God is the Holy Spirit. The power of God is the finger of God, which is the Holy Spirit. Jesus identified him. He said that if I cast out devils by the finger of God, and then one of the other uh, gospels says uh, that the finger of God is the Holy Spirit, the power of God, if I cast out devils or demons by the power of God, then basically the kingdom of God has arrived. It is here. But he goes on to say, For in the resurrection, and that was another thing that he uh, had to define, we have to understand that if there is no resurrection, we have to actually have this uh, cemented and concretely founded on our belief that there is a resurrection a resurrection unto the unto life and a resurrection unto death or what's called the second death we will be raised up resurrected we will be given new bodies that will be immortal incorruptible that will live forever they will not get sick they will not need to rest they will not need what these physical mortal bodies here on this earth need so jesus so when they asked him for in the resurrection jesus said they are neither they neither marry nor are given in marriage but are as the angels of god in heaven and of course, we've already touched a little bit on this in the past. It says in verse 31, But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying... Okay, now this is taken right out of the book of Exodus, but let's look at this a little bit more. <clears throat> it says, But as touching the resurrection of the dead... Yes, the physical body goes back to where it was created from, and that is the dust, earth to earth, ashes to ashes. But the spirit goes back to the father of all spirits. And it says, but as touching the resurrection, have you not, <clears throat> the resurrection of the dead, have you not read? First they had said, Moses told us. Or we have heard what Moses said. But Jesus goes flat out and tells them, Haven't you read this? Aren't you familiar with this? Aren't you acquainted with this? Have you not had the Holy Spirit reveal and speak to you as an individual? In this case it says, Have you not read that which was spoken unto you? And, and, and the word there, spoken, uh, it is related to the word rhema, uh, which winds up being, of course, when one speaks the word of God, when one says the word of God or the spoken 
word of God as we find in the scripture. It says in the book of uh, Romans in chapter 10, and it talks about the word being nigh you, even near or in your mouth. And the scripture identifies it in this way. But what says it? The word and the 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 lettering or the identification for that word in Greek is 4487. While the identification for the word uh, that which God has spoken is 4483. So you can see how closely they are related because it is something that has been said. Have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, okay, so he personalizes it. He didn't just simply say something that God spoke. Have you not read that which God spoke? But he says, that which was spoken unto you. God's word is intended to speak personally to each and every one of us individually as it is interpreted by the author. The author, the inspire of the word is the Holy Spirit. And he is the one that we are to trust and depend upon for him to interpret the word that he had written down for us. So when we read it, it is the word that we're reading that has been spoken by God. It is specifically directed at our lives. And God is saying something very specific. In verse 32, the scripture says, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. God is not the God of the dead body that is in the ground. He is the God of the spirit that indwelt that physical body. A body that has gone back to dust, has gone back to ashes, is of no use to God whatsoever. It's gone. But it is the new body that God has prepared for the spirit that was, uh, I'm, I'm going to say separated, or the spirit of man that left the physical body, and that's why it's called death, because there is a separation. Whereas the second death is a separation from that which is light, that which is life, that which is God. Everything that he is, we are separated from at the second death, which is very different than being separated from just the physical body in physical death. The body said, the, the scripture says in verse 32, I am the God of Abraham. Why does he go all the way back to Abraham? Because Abraham is the father of the faith. Abraham is also the father of the Hebrew or the Jewish people, the Israelites. He is also, through his son Isaac, 
the heir of the promise. So God says, I am the God of Isaac and I am the God of Jacob. He firmly three witnesses. Abraham is still alive. Isaac is still alive. And Jacob is still alive. All three of them are alive and I am their God. I am not the God of their dead bodies. I am the God of the living. That's why in Luke chapter 16, which is not a parable, but a story. Many think it's a parable at no point in any parable that Jesus ever taught. Did he identify anybody specifically by name? They were parables. In this case, he identifies Lazarus. He identifies Abraham, but he does not give the name of the rich man. But three individuals are identified in that one teaching and story of Jesus. Well, the witnesses in the mouth of two or three witnesses, we have Abraham that is alive. We have Isaac that is alive. We have Jacob that is alive, according to the words of Jesus. And God is not the God of the dead, but of the living and it says in verse number 33, And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished. They were amazed. They, they just simply, it's like, they could not comprehend the, the doctrine, the teaching, the instruction that he had taught with and he had been taught himself. How in the world did he come with all of this. Well, we also have to see that in this story that is brought up, we have to see what happened during the time that the exchange between Moses and God was taking place because it shows us something. And this is going to lead us to uh, Thursday's teaching and, and it's kind of going to be the pivotal point. It says in Exodus 3.6, Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father and the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac. Now, and the God of Jacob, but let's just back up here. Right here it says, he said, I am the God of thy father. So right here we have Moses's, Moses' father's Mo the God of Moses' father is the same God of Abraham, the same God of Isaac, the same God of Jacob. And it says, and he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Now remember, he was looking and talking at and with the burning bush. The burning bush there was the angel of the Lord, according to the scripture. And as he was talking, he was afraid. But I want you to see this. God is unveiling and revealing himself unto Moses. But it's going to be different as how he revealed himself unto Adam and Eve. Which is going to be like how he revealed himself unto Samuel. Which is going to be of great importance to us. 
And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come to the children, this is in Exodus uh, 3.13, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel, and they and they and say unto them, The God of your fathers, now it's plural, has sent me to you. They shall say unto me, What is his name? Notice they did he didn't say, What did he say? They're gonna ask, they want to know what is his name, and what shall I say unto them? Verse number thir- uh, 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent you. Moses was revealed the name of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of his fathers. He revealed himself by the name of Yahweh or Jehovah or the self-existent one, by the I am that I am. It says in verse 15, And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me unto you. This is is this is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. He revealed himself by the name of God. Now this is important because when we go to the story of First Samuel chapter three verse one, and it says, "And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli." And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open visions. The word of the Lord was precious. But look at verse 31, 1 Samuel 3, uh, 21, excuse me. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh. For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. But yet he revealed himself unto Moses by the name of I am that I am. How did God reveal himself to Adam and Eve? By his word. He would come in the breeze of the day, or let's say in the ruah, the wind, the spirit of God. And he would reveal his word unto Adam. He would speak unto Adam. He never told him, Adam, I am that I am. But he revealed and unveiled his word. Now that's important because it is the word of God in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. It is the word of God that was sent into this planet to be revealed and manifested in human flesh. And then the Holy Spirit followed on his baptism to demonstrate the union of both the Spirit and the Word, which needs to be understood in our lives. 
And it is in the name of God, in the name that is unveiled, that therein we're going to find the power. Notice all the miracles that are going to take place. Because now Moses is acquainted with the name of the Lord. But also the word of the Lord is coming through Moses. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. We're out of time, but we're going to continue digging into this to help us understand the importance of the spirit and the word in our lives together always. The Lord richly and fully bless you. Keep looking up. Our redemption and redeemer draw nigh. Amen.